Hello and welcome back to the Comeback Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Connor, and as you will be aware by now, I enjoy interviewing people from Saigon, Vietnam, and around the world on a wide variety of topics, stories, experiences, journeys, and more. Today, I am delighted to welcome my guest, Eni, who is going to talk to me about a wide range of things today, including business, creativity, startups, self-love, the wheel of self-love, and much more. And I'm interested to see how personal development self-love and creativity can combine with her experiences here in Vietnam and beyond. Ini, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Connor. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And if just to give some kind of overview and background of what I usually do, mm-hmm. I, I like to find out who I'm talking to and what they do. And just as a general introduction, who are you and what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. It's a good question, actually. First to start. So um, my name is Ini. Um, that's my nickname. My full name is so funny. I'm Khmer. I was born in Mekong Delta, Vietnam. Uh, grew up in Vietnam, but I left my hometown in almost 20 years. And then I've been working in hospitality for 10 years in front of the house. But then five and a half years ago, I, I realized that I was able to do creative work so yeah I quit my full-time job and get started with jewelry that was the first thing I started Mm. yeah why did you realize you could be creative was there a particular event that made you realize yes yes actually yes Uh, I used to work for Marriott International it's a American hotel change and then by my chance um, there was um, a contest on a, a woman day this was woman was International Women Day, eight March. So they was organizing some events, competition, contests, and one of them was cooking contests. And so um, the hotel was uh, organizing different um, team cooking, like Lao food, Cambodian food, Thai food, Vietnamese, Chinese, and stuff. And then uh, the chef picked uh, for my team uh, Lao food. So we were assigned three people in for, for the team to cook and then we were given like a few days to prepare and so we were three and I, three people but I was actually did all by myself alone. I did research about the food, uh, Lao and there was the, the question was chicken savanna cat. Okay, I did all research and then everything. I was preparing the chicken, marination, decoration, everything. And I worked so much, know nothing about Lao food. First time in the contest, should be a lot of nervous already, but I, st- I did it. And I was, I was doing so much from morning until night till late, and I didn't feel tired about it. I was so much into it. I love doing it, even though I worked so much and alone. And then um, on the competition day, we, we won the first prize. It was so pretty. It was the most pretty decoration and the most delicious chicken uh, savanna cat that day. So we got the first prize and we were given two more prizes from the board of directors. So it was great. And then I realized, oh my God, I love doing it. So yeah, uh, I didn't quit the job. I would still continue working. And then, mm. and then I moved to a different hotels. I was still doing a pre-opening for EB Saigon Airport Hotel that time they were opening so I did but I was so stressful and stuff so I quit. Mm. 
and then yeah. I like the fact you mentioned that you could do it from say really early to late without getting say stressed or tired. Yeah. Because I've seen a quote somewhere. It might be Simon Sinek that when you working hard for something that you don't care about is stress. Working hard for something you love is passion, and it sounds like here that you really, I suppose, stumbled onto something that you really loved, and then could there further develop. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense to everything. Actually, like, like there's a quote like, if you love what you do, every day is a play day. Yeah. So like, I still work, like usual. It work more than usual, but I love it and I enjoy it. I was happy about it, and the result was great. So yeah, that's how I realized that I was able to do creativities and I love colors, shape, and I was able to, without knowing anything, without education, I was able to make some sort of decoration and it was great. Can you talk to me yeah. about the theme of creativity? Because I know that's something that you love and we've alluded <coughs> to your jewelry just there. How has your creativity journey developed from that day, both, I suppose, in jewelry and also any other pursuits? Can you talk to me more about creativity for you personally? Yes, it's from that time is the day I was able to do creativity and then I, I dive deep into it so much and I, and I build up the muscle in my creativity. So basically my everyday is creativity. Um, it's, it's also one part of the self-love in that I apply into it and I've been doing research on, on it as well around the world and um, Creativity is everybody needs. Why is that for me personally? And then also for everybody else. Uh, I would like to give this message to everybody else as well like For example, we have day and night. We have seasonal spring summer and we have our days sometimes good sometimes bad sometimes it's good color, sometimes it's black, sometimes gray. So okay, if it's if it's nice color, great. What about it black? What about it's not that funny? It's not that pretty. So we gotta we gotta learn to handle it. And how you'll handle it in the most fun and pretty way is you have to use your creativity. Have fun with your problems. Once I once I learned from um, Earl Nangel. Uh, he was saying, successful people is it's not that people that doesn't have problems. It's people that learn to solve problems and have fun with it. So to do that, you must have a creativity. You must create, create your day, create your life, create whatever, your cooking, your clothes, your style, your relationship. I like the fact you've mentioned this, definitely, where yeah. I feel like creativity... <coughs> When people say to me, I'm not creative, I think you, you are. In some senses, and you did create something. Even if it is, when we, I think when we think of creativity, we think of, say, drawing or music. But it's, it's really everything, like cooking, from creating relationships and building them. It really does go into so many different areas. So I like the fact you've highlighted it as a core value, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's actually, it's come, if you go into the root of it, really deep down to the root, it's more about like um, self-leadership because once, once you really know what you want, um, like you're really not afraid of trying something or doing something new, if you're not afraid of going to the unknown, and if you know what you like and what you dislike, because what you dislike, you dislike. That's why you want to do something you like. And that is the creativity come. It, it, it triggers you to do that because you don't like what 
over there. Mm. So you're gonna move to there. Yeah. So yeah, that that is really the key to bring people into creative. Definitely, you're taking responsibility yeah. too. As yeah. you're making the choice of what you do want and what you don't. And if you don't create the one of what you really like, then yeah. you're stuck with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is leading, I suppose, into self-development. And when you were talking about Earl Nightingale and creating your life, I started thinking of concepts such as manifestation and the secret and that kind of realm. Do you mind talking to me about, I suppose, self-development for you, as in when did you begin exploring it? Mm. Why and where has it led you? Do you mind telling me more about your own self-development, Eni? Yeah, based on my experience, um, I basically, for me, I have been uh, growing my own self really early because I start working really early at the at eight years old. Because I, that time my my parent has some economic problems, so I I was aware that I I had to help them. So thanks to that, um, I I get my own ways of perception that early, and it grow. By my experience with how I work and how I how I see the adults' lives since that early age. And I was always working, working and study always. But I wasn't aware about self-development. And because life is so many things, works and families and people around. So I would just drift myself to follow what was the environment. Okay, you wake up, you have to go to work. You need to go to study because everybody goes to study. You eat because people eat. You you dress A B C D because the culture because of your your parents telling you because the country political school. And so I was floating around, but deep down I was because I start early. I already aware of something. I was my perception was different compared to the other kids. And then one day, um, I think one day. About seven years ago, I was with my ex, and um, suddenly one, I was the relationship was okay. We were okay, we were fine, but I didn't see the the grow of it. And then suddenly I was like, so what is this? And then I sat down, think about it, and then I was like, I, I told him I was like, okay, so I'm gonna move out. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what I want. That was seven years ago. So yeah, so I move out and I do the thing on my own, working and try here and there. And then I quit the job. It's when I quit the job, of the full-time job, I started my own jewelry business and my own activities. That is when I was really, really into personal development. Because w being an employee is completely different to being, to being your own I don't want to say your own boss, mm. but responsible for your own income, right, for your own activities, for your own time. And it's totally different. Because when you be an employee, like for corporate, they have all the policy. The policy, the standard procedure, they have all the timing that you need to follow. So you just follow whatever they already create. You just show up and do what they tell you to do. But then when you have your own business, like for me, for example, at that time, I was good at doing service, I was good at people, but I know nothing about sales, marketing, 
I didn't know how to time management. I didn't know. I know nothing about doing business. I only know that I didn't want to to listen to some bullshit of those company, those boss, those director. That's all I didn't want. So because I didn't want to there to to be there, so I have to create something on my own. Okay, I was shit. So many shits on it, but I learned, and that's how. Because I didn't like the way that I have to make money to sell. I make the product and I have to sell it, but I didn't know how to sell it. So I one way is to have to grow. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to sell, and then by innovation, you have to learn to make your product better, and you have to learn to sell, and you have to learn to do marketing, and you have to learn to manage your time because no one is going to tell you to wake up or to not drinking or to go to sleep early. You need tremendous discipline. Yeah, so that that is when I know that is really you have to grow. And then along the way, for the past five years and a half, I was learning every day because every day I was learning uh, some speak, some audio books, mostly from successful people, some doctors, some scientists, and doing jewelry is helping a lot. I learn from jewelry actually. I learn a lot from from what? Sorry. Journaling. Scientists. Oh yes. Scientists, doctors, um, successful people around the world, and from jewelry, from making jewelry. Ah, sorry, sorry, jewelry. Yes. Yeah, I learned from that as well. Mm-hmm. Because that's why it's another creativity. It's because when usually when, for example, you you see, I see you at this pos- uh, angle. But when I work with jewelry, you work with material, you work with hand. Then you start to see things in a different angle. You mind telling me a bit more? I don't know much about jewelry, so I'm genuinely just curious. Yeah, understand. For example, when when I was working with beads like thread and like piece of pearls like this, I need to put them together using thread. And then somehow, why I learned from it, this is all, I'm also teaching some some people about it as well on problem solving for example you've been working on your your project but then the thread are stuck together or it got broken so for example it's stuck it's so small pieces so you got to be really patient and then you got to be really careful if you're not careful what you have been working for the last one hour now it's stuck so you, if you are not patient and if you are not learning to solve the problems, you give up. Like the thread, they're just stuck in like this piece, like this. So you have three options. One, when you see it stuck, you don't try to, you avoid it. You don't want to solve. You give it to somebody else to solve for you, your staff, whoever. Se- second option, you solve, you start a little bit, you start halfway, but then you're like, ah, it's so hard. You mm-hmm. give up. You give up. Because you don't know anymore how to solve it. It's there, it's stuck. Third option is really hard. You sit there and you study. Why is it happen like this? Now, how to solve it? It's really hard, but okay. You're strong, I'm strong too. I'm going to solve until... I get it all done. So I'm gonna sit there with you until it's all done. So I learn from it. 
you learn persistence, discipline, going through the difficult parts, which you ultimately have to, yeah. facing up to the challenge, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. There's quite a lot of lessons here, especially like the jewels yeah, approach to life. Just, yeah. just from this piece yeah. like this, you yeah, learn yeah. a lot. And then you learn that you got to be careful to not let it happen. Mm. Next time, you know that that's going to work. You're going to take time. It costs you money. It costs you your emotion because you may get annoying and angry about it. So next time, you learn to be more careful about it. You project in advance. Okay, if I do this, it's going to happen like this. If I do that, it's going to happen like this. You can mm -hmm. be more careful. And it slows you down. It, you, it makes you more calm and patient. Because if you have a hot temper, y you're not able to sit there. Yeah, it's almost similar to other fields like martial arts where you have to really control your temper when you're faced with something awkward, let's say, and difficult, yeah. Yeah. like getting this jewelry intact. And then the frustration kicks in, but you have to be yeah. averse to that, otherwise it will affect your performance, quote unquote. Yeah. Mm. So, and it, it's the same formula, it's applied to everything in, 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 in life. In you know, the area, in mm. relationship, it's the same. You stuck there. Um, most of people are avoiding or doesn't know what to do, but not really willing to sit down and and dig deep mm. in, in the road. For example, work. Some other work is the same. Uh, financial is the same. Personal growth is the same. Like. Okay, you are there halfway, you see it's so difficult, or you little bit and then you give up, you're not persistent with what you do, um, you're not clear what you want, what you don't want, so yeah. So just one thing is, just, that's, that's how I learned from it. That's well. the example. Yeah. What, in this journey, say over five and a half years, you, you obviously have to go through a lot of, say, growth and transformation, and you've got to figure things out for yourself. What are some key lessons you've learned maybe about yourself throughout this journey so things that perhaps you didn't think you could do but you can or lessons you weren't aware of but now you know what sort of lessons have you learned about yourself throughout this five and a half year entrepreneurship slash creative self-love journey well yeah um for me for me i have like three words three keywords uh for myself First is, um, is today I also write a core value for my new business brand. It's persistent. You want something, but you, you start doing it, but you just gotta keep continue doing it. You don't give up. You want something, you know that's what you want, and you keep you keep doing it. Um, and second words is you must have a vision, like really you must have a vision in order for you to know the direction where you go otherwise you may waste a lot of time on some attraction which is not necessary along the way and it take your time take your energy take your emotions and then you have uh, your environment is very important like i'm this is something i also invest a little bit on the kids um like every baby is born, they're smart. And they're so cute, like an angel, every baby's. They are smart. But then when they grow up, the environment, the family, the, kid, the neighbors and the school, um, 
the economy in the country. And then some kids successful, some kids not. Some kids is really nice personality, some kids not. So it's building up the relationship, building up the environment. What are the three again? Persistence, environment, and v vision. And vision. Mm. Yeah. What happens if you have, say, two of them, but lacking one? So you have the vision and the environment, but not the persistence, or vice versa. Do all three have to come in tandem for you? Well, I have another word: is innovative. We your life, you know, it's not about the destination. Not only life, in everything. Because you don't know when is your last time. You really don't know. And you don't own time. You don't own anything. So it's about a journey. And in order for you to go through all the persistence, solve all the problems, having fun, sometimes a bad day, sometimes a good day, you got to be innovative too. Like, okay, that was yesterday. Today is today. You was, I don't know, you from UK? I from am, yes. Yeah. So that was UK. That was the culture of the UK. That was the timing and the weather of the UK. But now you're in Vietnam. So you've got to be innovative to be in line with wherever you are, what, who, people you are, what you're doing, your vision. So yeah, innovative is very important. Mm -hmm. Innovative is... I have another um, quote, or not even quote, my own ideas, like innovative is like being flexible, and when you're flexible you live, and if you steep you die. It's like the plants, you know when you, ba you bend them, they bounce back, because they are alive, but if you, you bend the dead plant, it's broken. So you have to apply so many things in order for you to really have a fulfilled in life. But on top of that, you must have a vision. Otherwise, you 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 don't know where what you're doing, where you go. It's like throwing a dart without a target. Yeah. yeah. Like because so much, so many things every day. Some people they will tell you this. Your girlfriend tell you this. Your 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 mother tell you this. Your your colleague tell you this. Your friend tell you obesity. And if you are not sure what you're doing, you don't know yourself, you don't know, because you are different. You have your own mind, it's different, your body is different. So, if you don't really know, you just, people just pull you piece by piece, mm. and then you end up, up, you end up, up just... A hybrid of mixed things that you yeah. don't really want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many different influences together, and it's a bit yeah. of a mess. As you're saying that, it's hitting me that that was me a few years ago. So yeah. I, I know the feeling all too well, but it's good to get some kind of clarity yeah. and some kind of vision, like we mentioned, of yeah. who you are, what you stand for, what your mission and purpose is. Yeah. So let's bring that to you, Ine. Your mission, your purpose, your vision, let's mm. say. Personally or professionally, mm. what is that? What is your vision? My vision is actually I is an innovative vision maybe it's something new for you and for many people to hear I because I used to work in hospitality for the last ten, for 10 years and then for my experience of working since I was kids and I've been meeting like lots of people around the world um, all age and stuff 
Um, my vision is um, I, I'm only picking, I look at everything, I observe everything, and I take what is good and I apply, I, I apply into what I want. For example, I don't follow any religion, any culture, any, any political, nobody is, I don't follow anybody rules and procedure and anything. Mm. In the other hand, I, I, I still learn their, their thing. I observe and I see, and if they have some nice thing, nice procedure, okay, I learn, I take. Okay, this, uh, this country is having something nice, okay, I take culture. Maybe that religion, that Buddha or whoever is saying, oh, okay, that makes sense and it's good for this moment. Mm -hmm. It's updating, it's being innovative again. Okay, whatever is that, if it's suitable for this moment, I take. And that's my vision. I don't, I don't differentiate um, any age, any colors, where you're from. I don't care if you are a little baby or you are old, I don't care. If you have a value that is suitable for what I want and what is now, I respect it and I appreciate and that's it. Mm, I like the fact you've mentioned this because it's important to know that it suits you at a particular time yeah. and also not to get too attached. I see a lot of times, and I'm, I've been guilty of this in the past, I've been too attached to a certain idea or a certain belief, philosophy, certain style of working, like stoicism for example, and I've almost been religious in my thinking of this absolutely is the one and there's nothing wrong with it, it's perfect, etc, etc, until I realise that blindly following that at one point it serves me well, but if you carry on to the next point it doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. So knowing when to stop, pause and let go and go for something else mm -hmm. is absolutely essential. So I'm really glad you've touched upon that. It's called um, non-attachment practice. Mm. Um, that's very important. That's very important for personal growth. For business, you also need to learn to have non-attachment as well. For example, I give you one example. If you you climbing somewhere, you going somewhere. If you carry too much, it's really heavy. But if you learn to release whatever is unnecessary for your journey, you feel lighter. You're more pleasant to be around. You're more happy, more fulfilled, and just just fun. As fun is one part of the life uh, will as well. You know, mm. you gotta have fun. It's more of an abundance philosophy rather than scarcity. Where if you have that yeah. abundance feeling, then you don't need to be attached to something because you know a blessing just as good, if not better, is on its way. Where if you think in scarcity and in lack you will have that attachment to this particular idea, job, relationship, whatever, because you believe that is the holy, holy than thou thing until you realize it's not. And then things cause issues for you, causes suffering. So I like the fact we've touched upon this in terms of an abundance capacity mm -hmm. and as well as knowing when to let go and have fun. I think having fun is the key. A lot of the times, I feel like we overcomplicate things. When if we yeah, brought yeah. it back down to fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To support this idea, is it, I guess actually it has it has a way. If you understand the law of nature, because I have been doing a lot of research, I observe a lot of all the living thing around. I observe animals. I observe plants. I look observe human people. I observe all the flow. Mm. So to support what we were talk, we are talking is using the law of attraction. Like we have, we, we just talk about two options. One is you attach to whatever your ideas, your beliefs. 
second is you you have non-attachment and then you become more fun more pretty no so if you are more fun and more more pretty you attract you attract whatever that likes the fun and pretty and here if you have all the whatever sadness and depression or, or resentment you attract that as well so using low attraction so if you have this fun and pretty you attract them if you have if you're pretty you're kind or whatever easy to go around I would love to be around you and that is creating even richer of your times and your 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 relationship your environment exactly yeah you're going in and expanding your energy field which is essential and it reminds you that you're whole and it always actually starts with you yep. there's no external influence whether this be personally or professionally that will save you <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me again you have to figure it out for yourself but that's the blessing of this whole thing yeah since just look at the baby i even learned from the baby as well mm. like look at them who doesn't love the babies that's so cute they're so innocent and we as an adult because of so many things so much mm. skeptical we make it more complicated in fact if we practice to look at things sometimes like a baby people love us okay we must have some system for it can't just be a baby all the time <laughs> can't go, go around <laughs> going wah, wah, goo, goo. <laughs> but yeah. if we know how to manage ourselves we can attract love and, and, and connection just like a baby people will look at you like oh, I love you want to work with you I want to be with you just like a baby I, I trust me I have experienced that can you tell me any examples that you have of like acting not acting being like a baby and it working in your favor any examples you have I have I have so many of that like like for example I um, I, I manage myself I have myself very clear on, on what time or which person I am I'm like if I'm business I would strictly talk business if sometimes it's just some leisure occasion I'm just I don't care wh wh what people talk about. I don't have to think too much. I just sit there and listen and just having fun. And just I don't I don't jealous. I don't I don't hate anybody. I don't dislike anything. I'm just being there and only see what is pretty of it. They have always many different colors. But I only choose to see the nice colors. And then because of that, it make me it make people feel comfortable. It's really simple and it's really comfortable. And they just love to be around. And for example, sometimes because I practiced this for mm. for the last few years, maybe the last one two years was more intense. So sometimes I behave like a baby, especially with someone who really close to me. Like babies take out the tongue, for example. Maybe like if they if someone give them something like they like, they were like yeah, they were so excited in that way. So sometimes I behave like that, and it's. I found that people farm is really cute because once you once you really in that that uh, moment it's like you 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 have no um, you feel secure you know y you don't have any harm because the baby wouldn't 
baby doesn't know anybody hurt mm. them. They it's don't not labeled know. anything as harmful or... Yeah, it's, it's, it's harmless. And that's what makes people feel really, really comfortable. Absolutely. And they, they, they give you everything. I love this approach and I'm, I'm also <laughs> interested in the open versus closed narrative that we adopt as people. For example, some people in situations will tell you their life story and they'll give all their energy to you. Some, you can see them guarded. You can see them you know, trying to suss you out and working out what to share and what not. I don't know what's right and what's wrong, to be honest with you, and I'm not sure it's useful to label a right or wrong. Maybe it depends on context. But what I'm interested to ask you, are you more, <coughs> excuse me, open and giving when you first meet somebody or do you like to guard yourself? How do you open up to people and how open are you with giving your own energy and receiving others' energy? How, how is it for you? Well, yeah, like I mentioned, I have my own system and because there's so many things, like I, like I said, is we have so many attractions everywhere and all the time. So we got to know how to manage that. So for me, from my own, uh, from personally and, and, and professionally, I, I create a system is like an onions. An onions. Onion has different layers. So I'm very clear on my, on my goal every time if I meet somebody or I do something. Is it business? Is it personal? If it, is it networking? Is it people that I know them a little bit well? So I, I create a different boundary different limitation for some people so for example if if the bit the, the outer layer of onions is bigger right so i do the same when i'm in the public i meet few hundreds people okay i do networking with them i talk about business i share some little little contents of course the content is based on my quality what i who i am as well but then that's all I don't let them call me every day or text me all the time or, or asking me how much salary I have or am I married or how many kids or whatever it is. I don't let them do mm. that because if you let people do that, people don't know. People don't know your story. They don't know your life. They, they see based on their own eyes and their own experience. So you as yourself, you love yourself. You got to know what's what you are and you got to be able to guard yourself so for me i have different different layers for some some people for example we are talking right now you you're doing podcasts you share this information to some people and i found this useful and whatever question you're asking it's fine for me to share and for me because i i have been working so much like i mentioned i've been working since my eight years old until now I have so much experience as an employee working for corporate and for my business, my personal. Now I am. I, I would like to give back to the environment. I mean, I'm I'm now 38 years old. Um, I have been taking from the environment, and now at this point, whatever I have, I think I am. I I grow. I have something knowledge, I have connection, I have experience and I would like to share back to the environment. Give back to the environment. Give back to the environment it means whoever, whatever. People. Mm. If if what I'm talking is is useful for someone, I would love that. Because I would like to to just 
give back and it's like environmental friendly you know sustainable yeah. you gotta give back so being in environmental friendly is not just about grow the tree or not throwing the plastic all this that you can be creative again that's why i'm being creative you <laughs> can do many things that call in, in environmental friendly self-love is environmental friendly because all the stupid destruction economy or destroying the seas and trash and violent relationship it comes from your own self your mental your mindset mm. your emotion if you have a good emotion if you love yourself you will love other people you won't go out to 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 to, to, to violence someone or to be to hurt someone harm someone so it's all come from you being environmental friendly is you being loving yourself and being friend to yourself mm. that is environmental friendly and i love the aspect of building that first where you've talked now that you've just that you've been 38 and you want to give back i think that is something that we will all face uh, just for the context i'm 25 i was 25 recently and it made me think that right now i'm in the stages which i think we all are in our 20s of trying to build ourselves to the best possible ability that we are and then give back and i think that is crucial because if, you know the old adage you can't pour from an empty cup it means if you build yourself up to a certain level then you have more to give back so and that all starts with self-love where if you love yourself enough you will give yourself the, the capital, the power, the, the resources, shall we say, to build yourself to the best possible version and then be in the best place to give back and you know show your gratitude. So I think that all starts with the foundation of self-love, loving yourself to know what you're capable of and then providing it for others. Yep, yep. Um, you couldn't do it without you have the experience of loving yourself first because there's no way anybody can can love you if you really don't love yourself because if you don't love yourself you don't know yourself you don't know what's your good you don't know what's your bad it's impossible anybody can make you happy impossible because in any case in any way sometimes they're gonna make mistake and then you're gonna tell them to go away because no one is perfect you yourself is not perfect so if you have the experience of accepting your imperfection you will accept the others as well because you know that is hard to be to, to be in that place it's hard that you have the rejection and it's change or learning something new is not easy either and or even though you already start learning something you're still falling off so you still have to be persist with what you start so it's the whole thing the whole big picture Again, go back to the self-love, applying your personal and professional and everything around you. Absolutely. It's all coming back to what we've discussed throughout. Yeah. Like we talked about <laughs> persistence and having the self-love and it comes together like a wheel. And interestingly enough, we spoke just briefly a few days ago on the wheel of self-love. I'm interested about that, that wheel of self-love. Can you tell me more about it? Yes. Um, basically, the wheel of self-love, of, for me, for my, for my research, I found like you know, like this is very important. Actually, it's very important. Many people doesn't know this, and is uh, I'm glad that you asked, so I can have a chance to share. Um, many, many, many of us, like when we grow up, like 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, we believe that this is who we are, what we are, and we cannot change anything. 
and many of us will will think that oh my parents oh my husband oh my sister my brother oh my country and they think that they cannot do anything about it so they 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 are like powerless useless because i cannot change myself i cannot change my personality i am like this i cannot do anything um, and then you let your husband or your wife uh, telling you to do this or your your um, your mother ask you to do that so you follow them so i have one thing to say is you have your own life you are in that seat you are in that boat your own thing you're responsible for your body your emotion your mind you are like a, it's like you have your own bicycle you are that bicycle you have your own boat own vehicle and so you gotta know how to drive. You are the one that gotta drive your own self. Where you wanna go? On the speed, fast or slow. Not other people, not you. Let other people jump into you and drive you. So having the will is like you, are, you take the control of that vehicle, of your vehicle, your own vehicle. And the will I have on a, is, I have some accord that I learned um, from, from the internet. It's like, make a living, um, so make a life, not just a living. If you, are in, if you make a living, you are in a survival mode. You wake up in the morning, go to work, just to pay your bills. If you make a living, the difference between making a living and make a life a living is only to work and pay your bill. Putting your foot on your body, make your body move. Whatever your emotion, you don't know because just make, just to survive. Your, care, your hair get dirty, you wash. Just the necessary of your body need. But if you make a living, and that the will come. So the living, we have so many things. We have our body, we have our emotion, we have our mind, we have the people around us, the relationship. We need to work too to make money. We need to feel healthy. We need to have knowledge in order for us to go to work and get, get a, a good income. So making, make, the, make those those points as a will is like you having your own vehicle and then for my from my my own creation of the will I have eight eight elements in it um, based on my research the first and most important element pie or it's a pie is, is your mind your thinking because we are living we are not a robot that's the difference between a robot machine and a human so we, we have our mind, our own thinkings. Whatever we think and we want, we go and do it. The problem is every day we think about many things. We have our memory from whatever happened last year or five, ten years ago, or yesterday, a girl, a boy, something you like, some people you don't like. You like. So you're going to manage your thinking. One time it's early nine years, uh, what you, you become what you think about all day long. If you manage your own thinking, if you focus on what you want, you go and do it. So, so you gotta be able to manage your thinking, and then your body, your body, 
take care of your organ, take care of your blood. This is to keep your body moving in, in a healthy way. It's also to prevent you from getting disease, cancer. Um, many, many sicknesses come from your, your body and your emotion. You don't know how to manage it. I have a friend of mine, she, she have her heart uh, die half. It's a bit personal, but I don't want, I'm, I just say, share it, I don't mention the name. Um, she used to be in a relationship and then there was something she didn't like, but she didn't mention it. So, but she keep, she keep it, she keeps staying in a relationship. And so after five years, her heart, die half half of her heart die mm. and then after some time she has to work on herself and then she realized she's the one that created that's a daunting realization when you realize that you've inadvertently <coughs> created your own suffering yep. through your i suppose lack of direct thinking or lack of vision with your thinking lack of creativity in knowing what you want and applying it with the supercomputer of your subconscious mind. And once you realize you've been making yourself sick, it's a punch in the gut and a real wake-up call for, for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care of your body. For example, from your thinking and your body. For example, if you don't get enough sleep, if you don't get yourself disciplined to get enough sleep, the next day you wake up, uh, you, you feel shit the next morning. And then it affects your body. You cannot make your body work well for exactly. you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering for you, Ine, what sort of like daily practices or rituals or routine do you have to keep yourself in the best mental and physical shape possible, both for your job and for yourself personally? What kind of practices do you have, if you don't mind telling me? Yeah, sure, I can tell you. I have uh, a system for my daily as well. Um, basically, I have 24 hours a day and I manage my hours pretty pretty well. Um, like for example, I start from the morning. I wake up in the morning, the first 10-15 minutes I, I was, I felt myself like suddenly I wake up I just feel calm or feeling like I am alive, I'm feeling like, okay, t today this is what I got to do. First thing, first thing I wake up, I will have, I will have in my mind that what I want to do. And then I feel, for example, okay, today I got the plans for my shop store set up, for example, um, I will have to, to talk to some people. And then I will also practice some like I am, I'm, 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 I'm healthy. I'm happy. That's the first thing ever when I wake up. And then I, will, I got up. I go shower. After shower, I, I did workout for like 20, 20 minutes, just from, from head to toes, some body movement, some music stuff. Then I start working. I know myself uh, that after lunch I'm gonna get more tired so I manage the work that is the best for me in the morning and then work that the best for me after lunch for example like I'm, I'm doing more planning in the morning and then meet people after lunch
because I know after lunch is going to be hot, so I, my mind will not work well. And maybe I meet many people, I may stay late so I can meet them maybe also for the evening. So yeah, that's my working day. And then when I, it's about six, seven, or when I finish meeting people, I decided to stop not working anymore. Then no phone call, no message, I don't reply anything. I don't even talk about work, mention anything about work. Usually I will stop around seven. Mm. That's a healthy, I, I was going to ask you about work-life balance because I've, like many, many people beforehand been guilty of having the phone at 9, 10 p.m. and never really switching off to the point where my dreams would actually be about my work, like genuinely. And I thought there's something not right about that. There has to be some kind of stop point. There has to be a, a boundary. There has to be a limit. And I'm glad you've mentioned that about a work-life balance and knowing when to separate it because a lot of us, I think we're both hitting this category, are passionate about our work, but there has to be a limit. There has to be a cutoff point and there has to be a time where you realize you are a human and you have to do things like scan yourself and really check if you're doing okay. Because otherwise, if you keep going and plowing and striving like a workaholic, it's almost like driving a car and not stopping to fill up at any point. You know, we know how it's gonna go. It's gonna crash or it's gonna burn out. It's not gonna be pretty. So having that regular stop and checking your balance is absolutely crucial. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really, it's a must. Otherwise you're gonna be a mess. <laughs> yeah. It's a must or a mess. <laughs> I've been there. What does success mean to you? Earlier in the conversation, you spoke about, you looked at successful people and I'm always interested in what success is to a lot of people because for some it's money, for some it's fame, for some it's value, for some it's contribution. It really depends. How about you personally, Ine? What does success mean to you? For me, success is I am live the life that I want. That's one, one point for me. I live the life that I want. Second is go back to the, the, the will of life that I get, I able to get myself balanced with all those, those pie or those points. For me, that is success. Because if you have lots of money, it's only one pie of the wheel. I have known some people, they have so much money, but they're angry every day. Yeah. So for me, success is mean you're able to do what you love. You have the freedom of your time. You have the freedom of your own voice, what you want to speak what you want to dress, where you want to go, that is a huge thing. Because lots of people, they, they don't even have the, 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 the ability to decide of their timing or decide of, of who they want to meet. So for me, really crucial that I, had, I, I, I can take the ownership of myself, taking the own seat and I, I drive myself without anybody telling me to, to go left or right. Mm. And on your wheel, where it's got everything from your money to your time, your work, relationships, etc. What, if you had to choose, what is the one that you have to work on the most right now? As in keeping everything in a very perfect 
orderly balance. I, I just use the word perfect. I don't think they'll ever exist perfect, right? But which one would you say you need to work on the most? Is it your money? Is it your career? What kind of things do you have to work on the most on that wheel that you have for yourself? I use a lot of the law of attraction and the law of vibration. Uh, more on the law. First, the first and very important is the law of vibration. So, vibration is mean whatever action, everything is moving, so everything you do, it's affecting everything. And then, okay, the thing is moving there, and then you, you use the law of attraction, whatever your quality to attract what, what you want. But in order for you to, 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 be attract, to be attractive, you must have something to, to vibrate. So I've been working a lot on increasing my values, my knowledge, my creativity, my mind, my body. Uh, all of that, the last point now, it comes to financial. Because I believe that I have um, your reward is equal to your contribution. If you're doing something nice and valuable, useful to people, they obviously want to have that and they're going to exchange you something back in return. So one way for me is to have an effortless works or effortless days is just to increase my value and just getting back what I want. Which is at the moment I've been having all of my values and now I'm using my value to attract f money and trust the process naturally without forcing anybody, uh, without doing any harm. If that service they need, okay, I'm happy to offer. Absolutely. This might be tough. How would those closest to you, whoever that may be, describe you and how would you describe yourself well me i'm this i'm really i describe myself as as independent woman independent strong creative that's three words other people would describe me strong surely strong oh uh, maybe some people would say i'm cold because I have non-attachment. Yeah, I heard my sister used to tell me once, she said I was cold. Uh, some people say I was sweet, smart, intelligent, whatever, yeah. I, I like that, I like the fact that there are different layers and it also depends on what people think. Where, for example, if I am that overly bubbly, gregarious person, who wants to be in your face and be like, tell me your life story and that kind of thing. And if you don't respond in that way, you might think, oh, they're cold. But maybe they're just guarding their energy and maybe they're just not at that point with you. And I think it, it goes back to a, a, one of the four agreements in Don Miguel Ruiz's book, don't take anything personally because we're all different beings doing different things, trying our best and seeing where we end up. So thank you for sharing. Before we come towards the end of the conversation, Eni, there's a question I ask every guest now just in case there's something in the back of their mind that's been nagging them throughout the conversation. And the question is, has there been a question that I've not asked you that you would have liked me to, or that you expected me to ask you, but I did not ask you? I think 
been sharing you pretty much a lot. So yeah, I, I don't I think that that's pretty okay. That's okay. Nothing springs okay. to mind. Yeah. The reason I ask is sometimes guests have been sat here and they've mm. thought they've had an answer prepared mentally mm -hmm. and they've been waiting for me to ask the question mm -hmm. and I never ask it. Mm -hmm. So towards the end they go, Oh I wish you'd ask me this and so I do this now just as a direct feedback. Mm -hmm. Uh final question then. This is October twenty twenty two. If we were to have a conversation in twenty twenty three, October, mm. a year from now, mm. and I asked you what you've been up to, how you've developed and things you've achieved, what would you like to be telling me? What would you like to say you've achieved in the next year? The next year I would go more into um, relationship and financial because I would like to see how I get rewards from my contribution because I, I have um, this few days, especially after the COVID lockdown, um, I, I re-strategy my business and my products and stuff. I'm, I'm setting up a new product service. And I would like to see that how it's gonna work out, and I would like to see how I discipline myself to to get mom to 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 achieve my my goal. And also in relationship, I would like to see how I can grow in relationship because I always innovative. There's always something new to learn, mm -hmm. even in relationship. Even though I believe that I am, I am really nice, really kind, really respective. I respect my man and everything. In relationship with me, it's always fun, but also some serious time. But I still want to grow. I still want to, to really, you know, like I say, I, we don't know when is the last time. And of I course. myself, I don't know when is the last time. So whenever I'm here, every minute, every moment, I would like to see what can I do? How much more can I do? How more pretty can I have? More, how much more fun can I have? Absolutely. And I love the fact that we've concluded on how much more fun can I have. We don't know when, so just keep trying to learn, evolve, innovate, and a lot more. I think it's almost gone full circle from the beginning where we started to now. Yeah. I think it's a great place to leave it. Thank you very much for sharing the wheel of self-love with me, the philosophy you have, your lessons, your journey, your experiences. And I wish you all the very best in your future projects. Thank you very much, Jeannie. Thank you so much, Connor, for having me here and, and, and sharing it with you. I'm, I hope that uh, if someone is listening and if they, they could find it useful. If not, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an experience. And I'm glad I'm able to, to, to have a chance to share to you and everybody else uh, who is listening to it. And yep, thank you. Thank have you a very good much. Evening.